Week 6 was a week of give and take for fantasy owners. Giants got their first win. The Chiefs got their first loss. We got the high scores we were expected in the Saints-Lions game, but it was the defense and special teams that sparked the scoring. We got the old AP back, but we lost Aaron Rodgers. I'm not crying. You're crying. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott. Hi, Tom. And Tom. Hey, everybody. Mr. And we. Over there. <laughs> Tom beat me this week. Don't oh, talk about it. Gotcha. Just hoping we can move on. And we will. Uh, we have a tough week to get through for me personally and for everybody who lost Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that's a loss for the entire fantasy community because even if you don't have Aaron Rodgers, you also are missing out on just so much good fantasy stuff. Well, yeah, and you might have another piece of the offense, which is also destined to change. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. So the report right now is that Aaron Rodgers has a broken collarbone and he needs um, – he needs surgery on it, and he's going to get that surgery on it, and he could miss the rest of the season. Scott and I were looking at uh, Scott and I were looking at the rest of the Packers schedule, and we identified two games I think that the Packers could win without Aaron Rodgers, and that was um, at Chicago and at home against the Browns. Yeah, we didn't give Hundley too much credit. Uh, I think that throughout the year he might start to get a little better and better as it goes on, but it's going to be tough for him. Uh, at least he's got the weapons around him, though, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's tough to just say, like, oh, yeah, Hundley can play 500 ball and keep the Packers in it. Because, I mean, the Packers are, what, a game over 500 right now? Or what, something like that? They're, like, 4-2 and two or 3-3 three and three or whatever. 4-2. Four 4-2. And two. Four and two. So, they're two games over 500. Hundley plays 500 ball. They're still two games over 500 when Rodgers gets back, maybe, for week 15, 16, and 17. I don't think that's something fantasy owners can count on. Um, in the one league that I have Aaron Rodgers, I'm already making plans to drop him. I can't keep that spot, but I have a specific problem on that particular team because I have David Johnson on that same team, and I'm hoping that he comes back week 12. So I'm saying guy who comes back week 12 is a little bit better than guy who comes back maybe week 15. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. But uh, it got us thinking, and especially Tom. Uh, had a great tweet today, and we were kind of actually going back and forth about it after he tweeted it all day. We've got the all-IR team for everybody before we get our Week 6 uh, recap started. So, Tom, why don't you hit us with it? Well, obviously, the quarterback at the helm, Aaron Rodgers. The running back in question, David Johnson. Now, he might return, but pretty much it's not a lock. So right, any, and this is injury reserve. So yeah, any and all and he of was these put guys, on IR, so that's we're any, still in the clear. Any and all of these guys could be out for the season is my whole point. Right. Receiver, you know, Odell Beckham Jr., baby. Yeah. These guys are all arguably the best in their position is the yeah. funniest part. Tyler Eifert showing his way for the tight ends. Mm-hmm. We got the defensive line chipping in, J.J. Watt. Defensive backs, safety, Eric Berry. Yeah, you could it's a also sad, uh, sad year, and we've got some honorable mentions to throw in there. Yeah, as if well. you wanted, if you wanted to round out a full fantasy roster, your uh, RB two could be Dalvin Cook, no problem. Your WR two, Allen Robinson, um, flex. I would have liked Chris Carson, 
And uh, your bench could have been rounded out with Brandon Marshall, Darren Sproles, Danny Woodhead, Julian Edelman, and Cameron Meredith. I was going to say, I can't believe you had Allen Robinson as your WR2 over Julian Edelman. <laughs> well, but he actually played during the year, kind true, of, for true. one play. So I gave him the benefit of the doubt. But isn't it just crazy how many guys, how many names that that we really enjoyed already just done for the year. Yeah, it's been a, yeah it's, I mean, also, Allen Robinson did technically outscore Edelman this year. Yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> very true. It, it's just been such a tough year. Yeah. Um, but even with those guys being taken out with injuries, we've also got uh, some losers. I look around at us. You know what I see? Losers. So let's get to our losers of the week. And, Scott, I never imagined when we'd make this segment we'd actually have kickers. But your loser of the week is a kicker. Yeah, mine is Giorgio Tavecchio. And uh, you can't miss an extra point to go up three points in the fourth quarter. I'm sorry. He he even came out on, on Twitter and was like, blaming like the timing of the snap and stuff like that. Like he was trying to like... He didn't even almost, own it? Like he was like backhandedly making an excuse for himself, which obviously makes it a thousand times worse. But, you know, Oakland goes in and they score to take the lead and just need that... that extra point to make it a three-point game and they break it uh melvin gordon was walking him down the field so there's no guarantee he wouldn't have just gone in for a touchdown if the chargers needed it but because of tavecchio's failure the chargers did not need it and he's my loser of the week amazing that the chargers finally pull out a last second win they get of- a win from another team's kicker mess up which well, is just go. unbelievable tom uh, my loser of the week is every running back not named adrian peterson Maybe in the NFL, but more specifically, <laughs> the Cardinals' backfield. Andre Ellington nuked me. Oh my god! In a full point PPR league, you think he's going to at least bail you out on that on that reception total basis, right. and he gets one target, doesn't catch it, gives you the old goose egg. Ouch! That's so Ouch. scary because now you know, like, if the Cardinals are in control, like they will not use Ellington. And that is worth mentioning, like. It's not that Ellington won't be used anymore. It's not that this is the end of days for him. But he was a big, fat loser this week because the game script just put him right out of the game. Yeah, They got up early and they just leaned on AP, which was awesome, but not for me. In a game that like a lot of people I don't think would have expected for them to just like come flying out and take a huge lead. Yeah. And then, you know... Palmer throws the ball, I believe, less than 25 times when he was throwing it like 45 times a game leading up to it. Just a crazy, crazy game. I agree. Huge loser for Ellington and and a big winner for AP. And obviously another huge loser there is Kerwin Williams. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he's useless now. It's it's over. It's over for it. Shut it down. Yeah, absolutely. I'll hit it. (laughs) (laughs) Shut it down. Yeah, so shut down Kerwin Williams. I mean, this is kind of shaky territory for david johnson too because if ap keeps this up they're gonna ease david johnson back in they you know they need david johnson for the years to come and they kind of only have like a one-year investment in adrian peterson so you know if ap continues this like two back system i mean david johnson gets eased back he looked so good he looked amazing he got more snaps yesterday than he did in the four games combined than uh he got when he was with new orleans and you know, it was funny. It's crazy because he was just like, dude, just give me a chance, dude. Really, just give me a shot. And then Bruce Arians finally gives him the shot, and he goes to Rumbletown. That was just so cool to see. I'm happy for him. Me There's too. There's no doubt about it. But, I, you know, my heart goes out to all the Andre Ellington owners and starters this week. Right. In which Andre Ellington was started more in ESPN leagues this week than Adrian Peterson. Oh, my God. Of course he was. I mean, 
if everybody everybody who plays ESPN fantasy football probably listens to us, Adrian Peterson was my shut it down running back last week. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a really bad call. He had what was it, forty five yards and a touchdown on their first drive. I was like, oh boy, like I am I am going to need to own this him and, on the episode him on and Tuesday. Larry just just carried them. Well, the yeah. good thing is if you rostered him and you know we pumped the brakes a little bit, like you know temper your expectations. At least you have him. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. That's that's always how I take it. Yeah, you, yeah. you know when you see someone come back from suspension or injury or in this case, you know, crazy trade Circumstance. from another thing, <laughs> you usually do give it that one week buffer anyway. Yeah. It doesn't always sting this bad because right. you sat a legend. Yeah, but at least now you own the legend. Mm-hmm. Right. My loser of the week for the second week in a row is Martavis Bryant. Catching um, L's, Martavis. He, he is... can't even get traded right. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like the report comes out after he has another quiet game against the Chiefs, where they leaned heavily on Le'Veon Bell. Like, I just like who does Martavis Bryant think he is? Like demanding a trade. Like, like what did you think you were coming back to? Like you knew Antonio Brown was on the was on the team. You knew Le'Veon Bell was on the team. Like you saw you Juju Smith Schuster get drafted. Yeah, you saw them draft Juju Smith Schuster. You saw them, you know, keep Eli Rogers involved throughout the course of the year and everything else. And it's just like, like, dude, like you are out for a year. You have literally no strikes. And it comes out that he makes a trade. Who would trade for a guy who is literally one drug suspension away from never playing in the NFL again? The it Giants, doesn't make maybe. any sense. I'd only, love to see him go to the Giants. Only the right most now. I think only the most desperate of teams would Browns. make an offer. You can you can put nothing the out Browns there. Browns just dealt with but, Jogo. They're not right. they're not going down that right. road. So that so there was do like not my tell me that you think the Browns are smart. I do. Not. <laughs> <laughs> so there was like my thing that I was thinking about. Like if you're just going to take a chance cuz at this point bringing in a receiver like this late, of course he's getting game reps and stuff. Why wouldn't you try Josh Gordon for free instead of going and getting like a Martavis Bryant because of where it might actually cost you like conditional draft picks. Right, you're going to have to give a pick, so why not just be like, "All right, uh here's 50k Josh Gordon, like let's go see if you can do anything because he's actually he was actually kind of similar to Martavis Bryant when That's they played." A hugely good point. I I have nothing to say. No. So if you were, uh, if your lineups were hindered by those losers of the week, you now are probably in a position where you need a hero. So let's get to our heroes of the week. Remember, we kind of split this into three categories. Guys who are now on our radar who weren't before. Guys who were on our radar fell back off of it and now are back on it. And guys that we've been trying to tell you are ready for breakouts already. So you need to go scoop them up as quickly as possible. We'll start with guys who are now on the radar, and we're opening with Kenny Stills, who is the benefactor of Devontae Parker being out. He scores against the Falcons in the unbelievably unexpected Dolphins comeback. He, he's been looking very good regardless this season. Yeah, I think he's done very, very well for the targets that he's gotten. And I think we put him on this list just because with Devontae Parker out, you can you can start Kenny Stills, and you should definitely be eyeing him in, in DFS and stuff like that. But I think he's worth an ad for people who really need a receiver, and they're maybe in a deeper league. You know, you follow that Devontae Parker news, and if he's still going to be out, Stills is a good start. Yeah, I think Landry's been seeing an uptick in red zone targets too. But Stills, and I've mentioned this before, like toward the end of last year when Ajayi has a good game and Ajayi's kind of looking like he's trending up a little bit again, mm-hmm. is that the target share was kind of almost equal around the around the thing. So even when Devontae Parker comes back, 
if that offense functions correctly, which it's Ever. seeming like it, it's getting there at <laughs> yeah. least, that Kenny Stills is actually a startable asset, um, someone to keep on your roster, even if Devontae Parker comes back, he's not useless at that point. Right. But obviously without him, uptick. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We got another guy, Juju Smith-Schuster, who's now scored in quite a few games. He's had, he's had more touchdowns than Martavis Bryant, and if Martavis Bryant's request, which, by the way, he did deny that he ever made a request, of well, course. Well, he was also, they, they're not going to they're not gonna trade him, they said. No, oh, okay. Well, okay. there you go. But if he did, Juju Smith-Schuster inevitably would get an uptick in targets. Not that he doesn't have them already, right. but he's and he's looked pretty good. And you want to talk about a player in the doghouse, it's probably Martavis <laughs> Bryant after after causing a big stir like that. Uh, Schuster's looked good, and uh, you know there's volume in that offense, so I think that he was an add to this list in reaction to the the Martavis Bryant news and how you know the, it seems like the Steelers could start to fade on Martavis Bryant. Definitely. Uh we're going to go into our here's who you can replace Aaron Rodgers with section of the uh waiver wire heroes. We've got Brett Hundley who, you know, he gets all he gets the keys. You know, they they've already come out. They're not bringing in Kaepernick, they're not bringing in Romo. They're rolling with Brett Hundley. Yeah. They've had him there under their system for 3 years. I mean, it's it's full systems go. It's just a matter of how much of that Rodgers production can Hunley bring to the Green Bay offense? I say it all the time. That's an in-house organization. Yep. You know, like even with the Kaepernick lawsuit, and we won't get into it, but I didn't expect them to even bat an eyelash his way regardless right. because that's just the way their system works. Right. When, when Rodgers was hurt in the past, Matt Flynn was, was playing quarterback. Exactly. You know, he was... And that's internal. how Rodgers got his start. Right. So you never know what you've got there. Um, obviously, he's learning. His He's getting great tutelage. His tutelage. Yeah. How, how many years he's did Rodgers sit? Three or so? Rodgers sat, I think, three or four years. Right around the same time as Mr. So, Hunley. Yeah. He's been tootled by Aaron Rodgers. He's a scrambler, yep. which is always good for fantasy. Um, if he gets you know movement with his legs and he can start beating defenses that way, that's going to rise his stock the same way I've always supported you know Tyrod Taylor's bolstering of his fantasy points uh, I think he can do a good job but I'm not starting him right away yeah. um, there's other guys I think a sneaky play is Sam Bradford but not for week seven um, if he comes back in week eight they right. have the Browns so oh, at nice. least you can get one of those in and he's probably dropped right now because of his injury woes right so he's likely free also need to monitor uh teddy two gloves yeah it, cleared to resume practice this week which is awesome yeah but so I, cool rooting for him like hell not sure he's actually going to start within the next couple of weeks but. yeah i don't see him on the, the starter radar for a little bit especially with but i mean not especially because of all that concern at that position right now i mean he could get his way in there yeah, but I just it. don't think he's going to start for Minnesota. I think they're really going to yeah. take, Not their, soon if yeah, he does. take their sweet time with Bridgewater. It's good to see him come back. Uh, another guy, obviously, we have to bring up uh, McCown. For have how, to. For how good of a game. Yes. He had a great game to. against the Patriots. You he right. should have dropped 25. Yeah, but Safarian Jenkins' fake fumble thing that the NFL just decided, oh, the Patriots could really use a win here, so let's just hack up the game for the poor Jets. Next thing you know, they lose. And McCown should have had three touchdowns, and the Jets could have had a W. Against and the then Patriots. Don really would have been eating his words. <laughs> Listen, I, I was we watched that whole game at, at, at a bar. I mean, I, wa- I was with you. I wanted the Jets to win that game. They deserved to win that game. They at least deserved to have that game tied at the end of regulation, which it would have been if the Severian Jenkins fumble hadn't been 
you know, so egregiously botched by the right. officials. They covered. They covered. They sure did. Yeah. Yeah. They covered. And, uh, I mean, I don't mean to bounce around too much, but, you know, in the, to try and keep everybody together, Jermaine Curse and Robbie Anderson are two guys who we've said that we're trying to, to tell everyone about recently. Um, yeah, I think the Jets are gaining more confidence in opening up the passing game with McCown. I think he's shown the Jets more than they thought he had left. I think it was a lot of the matchup, too, because the Patriots have just been getting absolutely burned through the air. Um so it's going to be like a by matchup kind of thing, I exactly. think. But when there's a, a team that's exploitable through the air, the Jets are showing, yeah, they're not yeah. afraid to let McCown step back and throw the ball 35, you know, however many times. Unfortunately, if you're trying to get super cute, the next time the Jets play the Patriots is week 17. So you won't be able to use them later in the season, even during the uh, the playoff run, unless you play in one of those barbaric 17-week leagues. Uh Well, it might be a good start if the Patriots are already clinched or anything and the true. Jets just get to beat up on them like that. I mean, if they can score 20, or if McCowan can drop 20, rightfully 25, on them full strength, <laughs> I can't imagine what would happen in Week 17. Right. Yeah. It could be like a, a a championship winner, actually. One more quarterback to monitor for the waiver wire. Uh, this is especially true if you're a Jameis Winston shareholder. Uh, he has a sprained AC joint listed as day-to-day. He won't throw this week, was what Dirk Cutter said. So I'm not sure how confident you can be that Jameis Winston is going to be able to start, but... Fitzpatrick did not look terrible. And granted, no. it was a lot of game situation. He came in, basically they were down 14-0, and then it became Peterson 21-0. leaves as well. Right. So. Opens up for Mike Evans. Right, yeah. on the big guy. But not every team has Peterson. So, in right. the right matchup, I'll start any quarterback. So, uh, give me Fitzmagic in the right in the right setup, and I'll do it. Yeah, I agree. Um, he has a ton of weapons. You know, he's got Deshaun. He's got Mike Evans. He's got Brady, Cameron Brait. He's who's got been scoring you know, every single and, game. And by Doug, the way. yeah, and Doug Martin has has looked awesome in his return. So if there's, you know, he plays the Bills next week, which isn't a great matchup, but it is his former team. You know how revenge we game, we love it. Thank you, Tom. We, we you revenge <laughs> games. Come on, give yourself. Some I credit. love those revenge games. But uh, yeah, I think that that he's possible to pick up. Um, before we we fade out the quarterbacks, there's a couple other guys I think that are streamable and worth a claim this week. You got Goff. Against Arizona, I think a lot of people probably have dropped him, but this is a good week for him to rebound. Uh, Blake Bortles against Indy, I think, is a pretty good one as well, especially with the with Fournette being kind of banged up. They might lean toward that pass game. Tom's boy Tyrod coming off a bye against the Bucks, haven't stopped a nosebleed. And uh, one more for you, C.J. Bethard playing against the Cowboys defense, and they have been getting burned through the air. Interesting. Um, Deion Lewis. Yeah. Deion Lewis becomes a guy. I, I said it last week. I was like, Deion Lewis touchdowns are going to infuriate people. He looks like he might be taking away work from Gillisley now. Gillisley loses a fumble yesterday. Deion Lewis gets the goal line touchdown for the Patriots. I mean, it's something to monitor because he's looked better and better every week. They're kind of they seemed like they were kind of easing him in, trying to manage his reps, and now they've really unleashed him uh in their backfield. He's definitely worth a claim. I think he's probably the number one claim this week. The problem is, is you know, how long will this last? Because right. this is that New England backfield style thing. We've got Rex Burkhead hurt. Um, he could easily start taking those goal line reps. We're watching a replay. That's uh, 
Marvin Jones going up there. Wow. The hashtag Man Catch Monday. Yes. Check it out on Follow Instagram. Follow us on Instagram, you Emirates God. FF. Moss. Yeah, it was a, uh, there was a no doubter for that catch. Too, wow, man. To that be was... the, the Man Catch Monday. Sorry to sidetrack. Yeah, I'm sure you saw my face like, oh. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what got me. I don't even remember where I was at. Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis. When Rex Burkhead comes back, you might see him getting those goal line carries if Mike G- or if Gilsley is going to be a fumbler. You know, Belichick does not deal with that well. No, he doesn't no. deal with it at all. He just says, you can stay on the bench and you can learn how to as carry the football. As soon as that happened, I tweeted, speaking of social media, I said, Gillisley, bench. Bench, <laughs> Gillisley. Yeah. Get to know each other. And he barely got work after that. Yep. 34 got- consecutive snaps on offense where he did not touch the field. Ouch. Hashtag stats. Um, so in De- that, I'd say Deion Lewis is the number one claim, but I think it would be in a very uh, – Packed league where there's no running backs anymore. Right. It's a sneaky play to roster Mr. Rex Burkhead. Yeah. All right. Darren Fells, the tight end for Detroit, scores again. Love him. He's out snapping, out target sharing Eric Ebron. And outscoring him for and sure. Of course, outscoring him. They've they've ba- abandoned him. The fans were booing him in Detroit. So and this is a kind of offense where if you can catch the ball, you know, you're going to be – Stafford's going to put you in those positions to succeed. Ebron wasn't really able to cash in on those, but Fells has been. And now with the news of Golden Tate possibly missing a couple weeks with uh, what's going on in his shoulder, they still need to do an MRI and, and really dig into what it is. But it's possible he misses multiple weeks. You're looking at Daniel Fel- or Darren Fells who could be walking into a lot of targets coming forward. Absolutely. And – Marvin Jones unowned in a lot of places. So with Golden Tate being out, definitely bring him up to the squad. I, yeah, that's my number one claim. I think yeah. if, if Tate, you know, they have a bye week this I was week, gonna mention so, that. so he don't has have to, two full weeks to recover, and you have two full weeks to make the move. So right. like, it, if you're not dying for anyone in this in this position, the tight end, wide receiver area, you can kind of just wait by the wayside, see if neither of these guys get claimed, and pluck them in the ad drop period, rather than. You know, wasting fab or wasting good waiver position. Right. All right. Um, do you guys know what's going on with uh, Ezekiel Elliott's case right now? Because I don't. I've seen reports saying that the suspension is not active, and then I've seen res- reports from much more reputable places saying, "Don't listen to those reports. The suspension yeah. is active." So I mean. So either way, you need to get Darren McFadden. you got to have Darren McFadden. He's got two really good matchups coming up, too, which I really, really love. Great warm-up matchup. So it's going to like ease him in the same way that I was talking about Jarek McKinnon, so excited about it. Right. Like, Darren McFadden has some pretty good matchups. You're not even going to really notice the difference because he's going to crush the 49ers. Right. And then I think it's also the Rams, correct? And they're letting up the most points to running backs in the league, fantasy-wise. Right. So um, two great matchups. You won't miss Zeke as bad if you've been rostering McFadden like we advised. And um, I think it's going to be McFadden. Yeah, me too. I, I think even Jerry Jones has come out and said that. And when that happens, that's typically – how it goes for the Cowboys. He he has a lot of say with personnel. All right, let's move on to some guys who are now coming back onto our radar. We mentioned Marvin Jones. He's a must-own. Adrian Peterson, must-own. They're going to ride him as as far as he will take them. Um, Hopefully he keeps it up because vintage AP was awesome to watch yesterday. No kidding. Um, Chris Ivory, Leonard Fournette goes down with an ankle-slash-foot, almost looked like a knee uh, injury. They said he would have came back in the game. That's easy to say when you're down two scores at the end of the game and your star running back gets hurt. So we're not really sure what he's going to look like this week, but Chris Ivory 
would be a good option if Fournette weren't able to go. Yeah, and it looks like he's going to be able to go, but Chris Ivory's almost developing standalone value. He's yeah, getting he's involved getting there. a lot. And it's odd because he they're like forcing him into the TJ Yeldon role. Like he's getting a lot of receptions, which you don't really think Chris Ivory and receptions. Right, but he's doing a good job. Yeah, he's doing a good job. So very sneaky play in PPR. And a lot like how I was just mentioning the handcuff thing with Darren McFadden and Zeke. If, you, if you're a Fournette owner and you don't own Ivory yet, this has been your wake-up call. You got away with one, and you should be rostering him. You should be right. prioritizing that yeah. in yeah. case this uh, this foot and ankle stuff starts acting up with Leonard Fournette. Yeah, no question. All right, let's move on now. Johnny Brown, uh, he scored last week. He scored the week before. Um, looking like he's kind of finding his legs, and uh, Carson Palmer is finding him now in opportune moments, and he's looking pretty good. Yeah, we were waiting for uh, Cardinals receiver to assume that second role uh and for a little while it was jj nelson and for a little while it was jaron round but john brown is starting to log consecutive weeks which proves his health and we all know how much bruce arians and the cardinals love john brown when he is 100 percent ready to go burning it up and down that field for them absolutely matt forte he's back he was back with the jets um this week looked good and when Bilal powell comes back it's not Matt Forte's snaps he's taking away from. It's all of Elijah Maguire's. So Forte's going to have a role as long as he stays healthy. And right now he's healthy. So if you need running back help, go for it. Yeah, Elijah Maguire fans, sorry about that one. I wasn't, you know, huge on him. And I, I did warn if Forte comes back, that's something you got to monitor. Yeah. And uh, he came back with a vengeance. He, he sure, sure did. did. He looked great. Um, Hunter Henry. He's officially the number one tight end for San Diego, and he's not looking back at all at Antonio Gates anymore. It did take long enough for this to happen, though. I mean, come on. Yeah, right? we thought it was going to be week one, and here we are, you know, coming into week seven now. But but um, if he's unowned in your league, I think he's a guy that you you really should add, especially with how bad the tight ends have been. And, and bye just, weeks are coming for a lot of teams. And that pass happy offense, of right. course. You know, if you're in the Philip Rivers scheme. You're going to get some looks your way. Uh, and another tight end to uh, kind of close it out, uh, Austin Hooper. Yep. Has just been getting too much target share with Sanu out. He's seen, I, I believe it was seven targets when Sanu left like midway through the game, and he saw about eight or nine yesterday. So he's very involved, and if you're that involved in that Falcons offense, you know, you, you got to be in a line. Yeah, and not to open old wounds here, or new ones, if you're talking about me and Scott's matchup, but Julio Jones, one red zone target this season. It's unbelievable, man. And then the coach comes out and says, hey, uh, I think we need to throw the ball to Julio more. Really? Who's yeah. in charge of that, coach? <laughs> really? Yeah, that's what you think. But my point is they say this all the time, so and they don't do it. So Austin Hooper really is a good option. Yeah, yeah and definitely. The, it's not like they're throwing jump balls to Taylor Gabriel in the end zone. You no, know? right. With Sanu gone, uh, if this injury lingers, Austin Hooper is very good red zone yeah. target. and. We'll mention it in the preview, but good matchup upcoming. And yeah. Matt Ryan was targeting Hooper on that back-breaking interception that ended the uh, the comeback hopes of the Falcons. So, you know, just something to monitor. Let's go back up to some guys that we tried to tell you about. My guy, Evan Engram. I, I told you this game was coming against the Broncos. I didn't think it was going to be to the tune of five catches for 82 yards and a touchdown. I thought he was going to go like four for 60 and a touchdown, but he looked great. I figured he would kind of become the centerpiece of that Giants pass game. Turns out they actually lean on another guy that we want you to know about, Orleans Darkwa. 
who looked really good. Uh, Tom, you've got a great stat for us about Orleans Darkwa if you want to cue it up. Yeah, so the stat is amazing. Orleans Darkwa chunked the newly vaunted um, run-stopping defense of the Denver Broncos for more combined yards than Melvin Gordon, Ezekiel Elliott, LaShawn McCoy, and Marshawn Lynch. Hashtag stats. That's disgusting. Just, just the, Come the face of running backs for the past couple of years. That's just incredible. The, Four the, pro bowlers. The Broncos just disappeared last night, and it was pretty surprising. Um, Ingram looked great. It was a good call on. He he does look very good. And, you know, once they start using him on the outside as a receiver and not a tight end, I think that'll be even better for him. Uh, but well done by the Giants. You know, it just goes to show you that anything – can happen in the NFL. Yeah. You come in prepared with a game plan and and you execute and you can beat anybody. Yeah. All right, we still have uh, Nelson Aguilar on our recommendations. I mean, like go get this guy if he's still there. I have an alibi here. I got confused with the schedules here. So Zeke does play San Francisco coming off this bye. But um or not Zeke, the Cowboys and, and McFadden. McFadden's yeah, McFadden will play them. It's Darqua who plays the Rams and um the 49ers. Oh, okay. oh, so that's a good schedule for yeah, the Giants. Yeah, so he's then. got Seahawks, a bye, and then those two really good games. So if you've got depth and you can wait the storm, weather the weather the storm, yeah, right. that's the that's the move that I was thinking about. Gotcha. So Nelson Aguilar, he's still killing it. Go out there and get him. Yeah, he's, he, he seems like he's their uh, touchdown guy, and Jeffrey's just had those connection struggles with Wentz that – Aguilar seems to have that second year of reps, and it's really paying off for him. He's having a really nice season. Yeah, and Wentz likes the deep ball, and he's the he's the deep ball guy. Right. I was going to use Sean Payton as my loser of the week, but then I remembered Mark Ingram's stat line. He's a guy that may have been cut due to frustration in a lot of leagues. If he's out there, go get him because he looked great last night. Yeah, we said this last week, you know, uh, leading up to the game that if he's out there, he's a guy that, that you should roster. And hopefully you did. And you started him like Tom did against me. <laughs> but anyway, um, it seems like his, his season long, uh, outlook looks pretty good right now. You know, Kamara is going to get more work, I think than he did, um, this week, but who knows because Ingram's going to be that between the tackles guy. Well, Kamara actually had a pretty good week. He had 10 rushing attempts. Great is, highlight play. Which is a lot for him right, right now. But he didn't have the same snap chair as Ingram did. So Ingram's role is pretty protected, but also so is Kamara's. Right. And because that offense is so high-powered and both of them are catching the ball out of the backfield, so it's not so obvious what's going on. I think they're both very startable. They both have touchdown upside. It just so happened to go Ingram's way in a big way right. last week. Drew yeah, Brees no currently QB 19. Wow. In case you were wondering. Wow. The Saints kind of maybe are finally getting to that switch to the run game and their defense. George well, that Kittle. That was a wacky game. It was a wacky That game. was insane. So I'm not. Uh, Three defensive touchdowns for the Saints of all teams. Yeah, I'm not sitting Drew Brees. Anymore. Not yet. Not also, yet. waiver claim possibility. Oh, we're going to get to it. But yeah. the the defense, the Saints defense. Three yeah. defensive yeah. touchdowns. No question. Um, you know, turnovers galore, and they get Hundley. So, right. Yeah, they get Hundley right. in his first start. So yeah, there's been a real rolling. good chance to get a guy off guard right there. And uh, I'm willing to bet, even though they've produced at a very, very high level, that they are unowned in your league. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably too. Um, just the other two teams for, for streamable defenses, and then we'll, we'll touch on Kittle because I actually have something interesting to say about him. Um, 
Panthers are playing the Bears this week, so two special teams touchdowns for the Ravens against the Bears this week. So. Right, so that's a that's a potential uh, start. They could be dropped, possibly on, but and uh, the Steelers, I think, are turning into an every week starting defense with how they're kind of controlling the clock with with Le'Veon and and with AB. You know, it's really tough to get them off the field, and their defense really has been showing up, and they really showed up against Kansas City this weekend. Yeah, Absolutely, they, they put a stop to a lot of the passing game. Um, wants if it wasn't opposition. for that amazing play by Brown or, or yeah, that, that was, was a pick you know that was that was just such a crazy game what yeah. a catch Brown made and the DeAnthony Thomas play was like super fluky that was the only touchdown that the Steelers let up last week otherwise right, right you were yeah. looking at a three-point performance by the Chiefs offense which has been beating everybody down let's get to George Kittle though Scott I'm interested to hear what you have to say about him so Kittle has been getting targets as we've seen you know he's producing well and then comes in backup quarterback C.J. Bethard, and we're thinking, oh, it's over for him now. He had this rapport with Hoyer. Not so fast. C.J. Bethard was George Kittle's tight end. Or what they were, they went to college together, man. They both went to Iowa, so they both have reps going in. This is a good ad for the rest of the season because Bethard is is looking at Kittle as a guy that he's going to be able to trust. He has the reps. reps with him going back way back. So it's a very interesting ad, and I think he's worth a roster spot. Yeah. They're going to be passing. There's no doubt about it. That's right. And you know me. I love to dig down in those tight end guys, and I'm I'm pulling for him. He's one of my boys now. I hear about (laughs) quarterbacks and tight ends who also play together in college in the NFL, and all I can think of is Andrew Luck and Colby Fleener in Indy. I hope it doesn't turn out like that, but... You know. Give give Kittle, give Kittle the chance. He's, I mean, he's very encouraging athlete. that that Bethard found Kittle for a touchdown in his when he came in against Washington. In defense of the roommate analogy here, that was Colby Flaner's best. I mean, there's True. there hasn't been what has better, he done? Nothing since yes, he didn't catch a pass yesterday. I think oh, well, he was. Uh, I think him leaving Andrew Luck has exposed him. He is yeah. nude without Andrew Luck. <laughs> Kind of like when they were roommates. <laughs> <laughs> when Andrew Luck wasn't in the room. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Let's get to the slate. Uh, the Eagles, Carson Wentz, my league MVP. I love him. I, I love what I see with him. Uh, a really bad fumble. He recovers with three touchdowns. Cam throws three interceptions. Right. He had that rushing touchdown at the beginning. I was like, man, Cam is really back. And they really and robbed him of that second one. Yeah. Because he, he scored. I was happy because, obviously, I have McCaffrey everywhere, and it led to his one-yard touchdown. I think the biggest takeaway is, you know, if Carolina can't run the ball and you own Christian McCaffrey, you should be smiling. He was getting two-yard little dump downs just for them to move the ball like the entire game. And if that's the way that they're going to be moving the ball, you're, you're half PPR, you're full PPR. McCaffrey is going to just be racking up points all game long. I'm interested to see where he finishes in PPR compared to where he finishes in standard. In standard. Because the discrepancy is going to be gigantic. Yeah, I was looking at half uh, PPR right now, and he's he's the 13th running back as of now. And he really hasn't even performed at a level that a lot of people, you know, he's performed under my expectations so far. So he, And he's still the 13th ranked. Well, that's the good thing about those running backs that catch passes because as an RB2, you know, you can always just plug them in and if they get enough passes, they're going to get you by. And so I, I love think, doing that. I think for the Eagles, my biggest takeaway from this game is is Blunt is a weekly starter. Um, the, the the Eagles just look really good. And yeah. when you're 
winning games, you know, that was that was a closer game where we didn't get to see as much blunt. But when the Eagles are up on some teams and and really, you know, pounded on them, like I kind of expect because, you know, quite frankly, they look like one of the best teams in the NFL. Um you know, Blunt's going to keep plowing, and he's looked awesome. Absolutely. I think that one game where he had no carries, no catches, I think is a long in the past for the Eagles. I think, you know, the Eagles offense is looking really good That was right their wake-up call to realize, like, whoa, he's he's important to us. And we're still waiting on he the Falcons on Julio Jones, so let's get to them. The Falcons score the first 17 points of the game, and they let up the next 20, 20. and they lose to the Dolphins. Um, like we said, Kenny Stills, if Devontae Parker continues not to play, then you know, you have a Kenny Stills problem right. in Miami. He looked really good uh, without Devontae Parker in there. J.H.I. had a breakout game again. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he year. had the most touches he's had all year in this game, and he looked to be effective, which was a great yeah. thing. Yeah, he was churning and burning. Um, Earth to Matt Ryan. The season started six weeks ago. Where are you and why can you not find number 11? It's unbelievable. It's six touchdowns in five games now for him. It's ridiculous. What happened? Like, it's just so crazy. Their offense is the same as last year. Yeah, and he hasn't eclipsed the 20-point mark in fantasy yet. And he has only eclipsed the 15-point mark in week one. Yeah. It's ugly right now. It's real ugly for him right now. He's got to wake up. Like we said... Um, I'm not dropping him right now. There's a there's a good matchup upcoming here. Yeah, and we'll get to that in the Week 7 preview. Bears-Ravens, defensive touchdowns, or special teams touchdowns plenty for the Ravens. Kept him in the game. They end up losing to the, to the Bears in overtime. Jordan Howard, my goodness. Rumbled. Yeah, another he looked, one. He looked really good, and he got 36 carries, and Tariq Cohen got 12 carries. I think you're, you're starting to see that John Fox has realized Trubisky is not ready to start throwing the ball at all. Glennon is no better. Let me just, you know, hang in there with my defense as best as I can and hope Jordan Howard can just plow between the tackles long enough for us to get a W. But Howard did look awesome and yeah. he has great outlook for us. I understand your concern for Trubisky, Scott, but let me try and spin it for you. In both games he started, he tied for the team lead in passing touchdowns. <laughs> So, you know, he's 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 up at that leaderboard for his team weekly in passing touchdowns. Right. Well, here's another uh here's another fiery <laughs> stat for you. Well, I yeah, it is funny. Calling <laughs> through the touchdown pass, I gotcha. And the punter last the week. Punter yeah, last exactly. <laughs> they both have higher passer ratings than Trubisky does. <laughs> um Jordan Howard, here's my fake stat about the Bears. He he has two extra quarters than everyone else. He's been to overtime twice. Right. And he's rumbled both overtime. He's gotten a lot of yards. In he's those been the overtimes. reason that they sealed the exactly. games in overtime. So in don't, both don't let that guy go to overtime or you're. you're you better close the Bears out in four quarters or Jordan Howard's. He's taking every yard he can get. Oh, and then some. And you got to love that as a fantasy guy. Yeah. Is Joe Flacco just nuking the entire Ravens offense? Like, can you start yeah, he's, anybody well, he's right now? Macklin, their entire franchise. Macklin inactive. You know, it's just. I, I, I don't want to blame it on Macklin being inactive. Right. I've been a longtime Joe Flacco hater. Right. And you're sitting me, across the table from two more. I know. So, like, for us, we, we're not surprised by it. But, like, obviously, he should be off your fantasy radar. Yeah. If you see any team in your league with him as the only quarterback, go trade or well, be thankful that they, <laughs> no, let that guy they're giving drown. that loss. Yeah. Let that yeah. Ravens fan tank, you know? Um, go pick yeah. up Rex Burkhead. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Browns Texans this I think 
even though we expected the Texans to beat the Browns really badly, and they did, I still think I found a way to like Deshaun Watson more. It's another week. He gets. He's a young guy. They got a big game next week coming up. They got the Browns coming in. Whoever the game is next week, it's bigger than the matchup against the Browns. He doesn't look ahead. He comes in, does his work, treats it like it's the biggest game of his life, plays great again, finds Hopkins again, finds Fuller again, has a three-touchdown game again, and he's he's just the best. I'm going to say here that Ryan Griffin did keep the tight end scoring streak alive. Two-pointer. Two-point conversion. That's going to count. uh, Cross that pain in the line, baby. Yeah. That counts. I agree. That does count. And, and he had a good game otherwise, especially for a tight end. He had a good chunk of receiving yards, and they were actually going to him early and often. So his, his you know, the hopefulness around him for going forward is there because Watson is lighting the world on fire. But, you know, he's more of a versus the Browns guy. I, I want to hear what you guys think here with uh, the fantasy trade deadline starting to loom. Uh, I think Will Fuller is one of the, the best sell-high candidates in the league right now. He's only caught seven passes, but five of them have gone for touchdowns, which is incredible. You know, obviously you guys don't think that that's going to continue. He's not going to catch impossible. 20 passes for 18 touchdowns this year. But, but I kind of see it seesawing. Like okay. his reception numbers are going to go up. Seven right. seven receptions in three games is not very good. Right. Five touchdowns in three games is awesome. Incredible. But as we start to even out, as he starts to get, Tom, give me the word, reps. Reps. As he starts to get reps with I'm Deshaun like, uh, Watson. Regression to the mean. <laughs> well, that too. Both started with R. Um, but as it kind of comes back, you're going to kind of start to see he's going to have games where he has six catches, seven catches. And they put these receivers in positions where they can score, not that they can make a play. Like the, the plays that they're scoring on, like they're running perfect routes. The, the Hopkins touchdown was set up by a beautiful pump pick from Watson right. that literally put. The receipt, the safety on his butt. It was such a good move, and the Fuller touchdown. I mean, they set up a great play action. He ran right across the field, and nobody followed him. So right. they're scheming these receivers open. Is he going to score? Is he going to score? Is he on? Yeah, he's on pace to score what, like fifteen touchdowns? Is he going to do that? Probably not. But Depends he's at five. He could get too. to ten. Right, and so, as long as his catch numbers kind of even out, he could get to sixty-five catches by the end of the year, and that's going to be huge in PPR leagues. So you think he's you you or you're not trading him at all? I would sell high on him for sure because I think you're going to get a nice little ransom for him. But I wouldn't be shocked if he stays in the top thirty receivers okay. when his touchdown numbers inevitably regress. I yeah. think he'll definitely be in the top thirty, but um, I, I'm a sell high guy here for this one. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Maybe. If I can get you a uh, a Jordan Reed out of it, maybe. Yeah, that would be interesting. That's a yeah. good. That's a good buy that's low. A good buy low. Tight right end. Now. You know, I I think if I had Fuller, I would be packaging him with whoever my least effective stud was. Maybe in like my first five rounds so far. Hopefully, play on someone else being high on them with Fuller and go steal one of their studs or so, you know something along those play lines. Play the name game. Right. Definitely. Packers Vikings. Um, we talked a lot about Rogers. Sad music. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. For for reference, I started Kinnan and Ingram with Shady and Zeke on by against me. Yeah, that was and got his cool. most running back production. Yeah, let's I, move on. Okay. Let's move on. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Hunley did find Devonte Adams for a touchdown. Devonte Adams ends up leading the Packers in catches and receiving yards. So if 
I don't know. I don't know that that's enough to make a trend. I think and, it is actually. Okay. Um, not that that's enough, but I think that the way he plays, and I did want to talk about this for sure, is is beneficial to the way that Hundley's going to play because Hundley's going to want to get the ball out pretty quickly there, and Jordy Nelson's big plays take a while to develop. He's yeah. a down the field guy. He's a uh, second move in the back of the end zone kind of guy to get that red zone look. And Devontae Adams is an off-the-line, untouched guy. You know, right. He can come down inside. Last year, there were a few games where they were working him inside. There was a game where he had 12 receptions, A game where another game where he had over 10 receptions. So if they have a guy that's like that, it's Devontae Adams. I think the running backs are going to benefit as well. Um, we'll see how much Cobb starts to interfere. But after I saw... Devonta Adams play versus the Packers or versus Vikings. The, versus the, no, 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 versus the Cowboys. Excuse oh, okay, me. yeah. Uh-huh. I, that game cemented him above Randall Cobb for me, for sure. For sure. So I re- definitely for Shark. <laughs> so I definitely see Devonta Adams being the um, the de facto first option. Yeah, he's better than way. the Otter options that they have as a second wide receiver <laughs> behind Jordy. Yeah, but I, I mean, Jordy and him, I guess, take a, a downward trend on this one. Obviously, right. when you lose Aaron Rodgers, that's a big deal. But I think Devontae Adams has a sneaky way of staying very relevant in this offense. Yeah, don't um, give up on, on Adams and Jordy yet. Let's see Hunley play a game before, you know, we hit the panic button where he has a game plan in because these are top-flight receivers, some of the best receivers in the league. You know, Rodgers makes them look great, no doubt. But I think that they're going to show uh, in these weeks coming up that, you know, they're no slouch either, and they can get the job done yeah. without without Rodgers as well. For the Vikings, McKinnon. McKinnon looks great. Ooh, Just a little bit late on the people that were hoping that he would be a great AP fill-in last year or the year before that or the year before that. But um, the guy I wanted to talk about was Adam Thielen. Because right now, he's currently the only wide receiver to catch five passes in all of his team's games this season. Hashtag stats. And, you know, we're not sure what's going to go on with uh, Stephon Diggs. He's nursing a groin injury, which can be tough to get back from. Right, yeah. Thielen's Thielen's been awesome. Uh, He's great. And Keenum clearly has his trust. And even if Bradford's in, he has his trust too. You know, just one of those guys when you watch the game, you're like... There's 19, open again, making another catch. There's 19, open again. And you don't really understand how it's happening or why, but it just keeps happening. So that trend, you know, you have to follow those trends, just like the trend of McKinnon taking over the Vikings' backfield. You know, you need to strike now, I think. And you can go try and trade for him now, I think, and, and really pursue him because he looks no different than Dalvin Cook right now. The Vikings' offensive line is one of the more improved units of any position this year, yeah, very surprising. I, yeah. I, you know, I was down on Dalvin Cook because their line was so bad, and McKinnon when when Dalvin Cook went down, but they they've been fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not perfect, obviously, but it's getting the job done. Right. Worth mentioning, Kyle Rudolph saw an uptick in action this week, and with Stephon Diggs gone, you know, it makes Gotta logical sense that. that you're going to get him some more targets. Laquan Treadwell. Really nice what a catch. catch. Um, Runner-up for Man Catch he's Monday. A, yeah, really. He's a Because it wasn't a touchdown. I'm, oh, okay, yeah. I'm running uh, touchdowns Absolutely. Touchdowns all for sure. I'm with you on that, Tom. I'm not um, criticizing at but, all. But, I mean, in a very deep league, he's worth a flyer. But, really, that's probably it. Because Stephon Diggs is going to come back and probably put him to shame. Right. But, Thielen, oh, my God. I'm smitten yeah. by him. Lions-Saints, we got the high-scoring affair, like I said, in the open. But, five defensive touchdowns. The Saints were up. 45 to 10 and they end up winning 52 38 it was 45 38 at one point uh before the saints got their final defensive touchdown of the game uh it was a mark ingram game 
I think that's really all I need to be that all all that needs to be said I mean, about the Saints. The Saints defense, man, they, yeah. they look really good, and it's a little confusing, you know, this this changing of of style for them. But they're really playing defense well right now, and I think that you know they're a great starting option at, at least for this week against Hundley and and make him go out there and, and see what he's made of. Um, you know, for the rest of this game, Golden Tate, you know. Hopefully he's not out too long, but he's expected he to is, miss multiple weeks. And they're we got the undergoing an MRI, got the buy, right? So. He's got two full weeks until a game needs to be played, and, and a lot can be done in that time, right? So we'll see how it goes. But you know, you really, really need to be paying attention to the other guys in this past game if he goes out because Galladay, uh, Marvin Jones, Fells, Riddick, these guys are all going to get an uptick of you know that's that's ten targets a game gone with t- with Tate out. We aren't that far removed from Marvin Jones being the number one receiver in fantasy. He yeah. was the number one guy last year through like the first six weeks. Yeah. Not to mention he had like a 200-yard game with two touchdowns. He's scoring left and right. And this year he's scoring a lot because of the, the missing piece of Anquan Bolden. Right. Eric Ebron not being so great. Fells, we like him, but he's new. And if Golden Tate is gone, who is going to score but Marvin Jones? I mean, you got to have him. Yeah, I mean – we're not talking about that catch that he made enough. Like that's not being covered enough on TV. Like that was, that was an amazing catch. <laughs> One of the best catches you know, I've ever and, seen. And and we're going to town with it and I'm happy about it because I think that was like right up there with it wasn't as good as the Odell catch from a couple of years ago, but I mean pretty much the same position on the field, pretty much the same yeah, way he caught it. I mean, it's just the difficulty also there being to yeah. get both feet in. Yeah. Blatant pass interference yeah, through contact. I mean, it was beautiful. Yeah. It was it had it all. It had it all. Uh, a blatant touchdown was scored in the Patriots-Jets game that was somehow ruled a touchback, and uh, I don't mean to bring it up, but I had to. Yeah, I, mean, um, I didn't know how else to segue. That's the only Still, way. Just hit us with it, though. Yeah. Safarian Jenkins would have had two touchdowns. He's clearly a very good tight end option. He's a tight end one. Yeah, he's a tight end one going forward. He's a, I think he's a high-end tight end one. Who else is getting the – he saw eight targets last week, 11 this week. He, he's getting peppered out. Ertz, Kelsey, Gronk, and Safarian Jenkins, right? Great. And Bray. And Bray. There you go. There's your five. Bray in there. Right. Because Bray's scoring at a ridiculous rate. But, you know, scoring at a ridiculous rate is also ASJ. Um, He's totally worth it in my eyes. The way that that offense is kind of shaken out is Robbie Anderson is not that target monster that we were suspecting last year, but he's becoming more of like a deep yardage guy. Right. Which is valuable in fantasy in its own right. Mm -hmm. And Curse is more like the number one. Right. He's going to, Curse is going to work that underneath and and Anderson's going to go over the top. Uh, You know, I think that it was more of they were playing New England and the Jets' pass offense won't be as amazing, but it was very encouraging. And I think that if Curse is out there, I think he's worth an ad in PPR leagues. And Robbie Anderson, you just kind of keep an eye on him and you, and you play out those matchups. Um, don't worry about Hogan and Amendola. Tom, that was a good call. You know they didn't do they didn't do anything. I was shaking. Hogan in my was boots hurt when I switched into that yeah. on the fly, but I had been looking at their daily fantasy prices and they had jettisoned themselves right. up there with the really expensive options and the jets uh, to me i mean i know i'm a jets fan but they're not as much a pushover as it looked like in the beginning of the year so i was, right. I was really happy to see that one work out still even with a lot of fantasy pundits you know a lot of articles that i read still bring up the jets as this great matchup soft and it's target. and it's not really as much of a soft target anymore something to pay attention to but for hogan and amandola they'll, they'll be back yep 49ers in Washington. Kirk Cousins looked awesome. 
yeah. helped me feel great about my plum pick. And I did uh, mention this quarterback. in QB rankings that he has a nose for the end zone. Like that yeah. rushing touchdown, it happens. You're going to get maybe on a like read option four to five of them in a year. Last right. year he had like four or five. In the year before he had like four or five. It's one or the other. He's had right. nine in the last two years. But last year he had two in the same game. So. You know, not to say that he can't do it twice or, you know, that doesn't count the same. It still counts a lot when you rush it in. And when you think about that over the course of a season, you're getting extra points. You're yep. getting those rushing yards on top of That's it. That's eight right. to ten extra points. Yeah, it's almost like a ten-point play sometimes. Well, not a ten-point play. But uh, in total with his rushing yards, it's like a ten-point swing. Right. So it's something that you really look for in a quarterback. And he looked great. Chris Thompson. Looked I mean, awesome. Ready for the stat on Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson now has more 100-yard receiving games than Julio Jones, Mike Evans, Michael Thomas, Jordy Nelson, Amari Cooper, and Des Bryant combined. All of them together. Hashtag stats. He is the wide receiver one on that team as far as reliability in your fantasy right. lineup. And he gets carries. The He's... advantage is, is that you get to start him in the running back position, right. which is you know your... Uh, the position where that's harder to find. Yeah, everything else is being spread so evenly in the traditional passing game, but he is the one constant. Right, out there's of the, the target share has been like basically even to the point where I think if you're really desperate, you can own Vernon Davis. You can roster Vernon Davis as one of your tight ends. He's been turning in. He had 65 yards two weeks ago. I think he had about 80 yards the other night. He's scored a couple touchdowns this year. Um, I think the biggest takeaway for the 49ers is that Carlos Hyde survived the fake news about him getting traded. He comes in, he gets two touchdowns. Now the 49ers are looking to re-sign him. <laughs> so the, the or now the know, offers are going to come in. The pendulum swings back and forth with him, but I think that Hyde will will survive, and I think that the real talent will show through. And I think that's that's kind of what happened this week. I agree. I mean, the big concern with him going into the season is health, and he seems healthy enough. I know he was dealing with the hip injury, but he goes out there and puts two in, and, you know, that's where your health is on the line at the goal line. Yeah. We brought it up. C.J. Bethard comes in for Brian Hoyer. It wasn't due to injury. It was due to Hoyer's ineffectiveness. Comes in, leads a comeback against Washington, whose defense looked better this year um, until they didn't. And um, so, you know, moving forward, I I don't think they would have made this move if they weren't already considering pulling Hoyer and starting Bethard right. uh, throughout the course of the season. So here we go. Yeah, their whole uh, MO over the past week has been, uh, you know, we're, we're going away from our veteran players and going toward our younger guys because they're they're already starting to look forward toward next season, which, you know, they kind of showed they're pretty bad. They're 0-6, so that's, I think, pretty bad. Um, last, I think them and the Browns are the last remaining winless teams right um hopefully they play each other later this season but i don't think they do um bucks cardinals adrian peterson looks great carson palmer looks great larry fitzgerald looks great and all of a sudden it's 2008 again yeah i mean really turn back to clock week and it's great because larry fitzgerald is also going to benefit from this they can't just load the box or anything like that um you gotta respect adrian peterson coming out of the backfield now more than not, well, not, more than they did when I he was in said New Orleans. More than ever, but obviously not more than ever. <laughs> more, not as much as when they were putting nine in the box against them, yeah. and he was still busting eighty yards. Uh, but, but close. Obviously, it was really good for Larry Fitzgerald. They looked good in that respect. Um, Tampa Bay. I think Mike Evans. Even if Winston doesn't play, you still got to. I mean, I'm not saying you still got to start him. You're definitely going to start no him. No doubt. I mean, he's he's very good. Got a touchdown with him. Good exactly. to see. So um, he benefited from Peterson leaving the game a little bit, like I mentioned earlier. But 
like we've mentioned before, you can't sit Mike Evans even when someone's going to try to give him the clamps. Right. Um, no. I mean, it, it seems like Peterson can give the clamps to just about anyone. Um, he was he was he was on him pretty hard. Yeah. Evans didn't record his first catch until the second half. Yeah. Yeah. Peterson. So, I mean, it was really having one of his better seasons. Than... Which game is next that we're going to talk about? It would be Rams Jags. Oh, uh, okay. Because I'll I'll mention someone who was unclampable later. You know, one thing for Arizona is that they're going to be so hard to predict. Their their second play, well, I guess now it would be their third playmaker because they're going to lean on AP and they're going to throw the ball to Larry Fitz. You know, who is it going to be every week? Is it going to be Andre Ellington? Is it going to be Jerron Brown, John Brown, J.J. Nelson? I think John Brown, but, you know, it's it's one of those situations where I think I'd be looking to, to get rid of those guys if I could just because they're too unpredictable. Yeah. They're like a sneakerhead, too, just too many J's. Yeah, you know, sure. too many days. <laughs> oh my god! Rams, Jags, Leonard Fournette. Oh my goodness, he rocks. He's he rocks. Um, First play from scrimmage. Have we have we started the Ezekiel Elliott rookie season comparisons for him yet? Because I mean, he's got to be pretty close to what Zeke was doing in the beginning of the year last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has just been so good, and he's shown that breakaway speed, which I I was not sure that he had because I remember him being much bigger. You know, he looks very lean this year, and he's just ripping through every defense that that is even trying to tackle him it's it's very impressive he's the first rookie to have back-to-back weeks with a 60-yard touchdown or longer hashtag stats yeah that's incredible and he's got a touchdown every week so we'll see how long that goes for yeah Yeah, marquise um, lee is still getting some good volume too so if if he's out there on your waiver he could be worth an ad or i would definitely hold on to him because the the jags schedule starts to soften up against uh some past defenses Even that Indy I think could right be here. right you know some defenses I think could be exploitable um I think the Rams are just a, a pretty good team you know yeah, they, they two really special just, teams touchdowns one on a punt return and one on a block they're punt. just f- finding ways to win games you know and yeah. that that was an ugly one so I'm going to give an an excuse to all the uh the Rams offensive guys and they play the the Cardinals next week they'll yeah. get back at them very next similar week. to what the Saints had with the three defensive touchdowns I mean that just that just throws your offense off it screws in a good way up. yeah for yeah. sure um Steelers Chiefs pretty interesting game albeit a sloppy one um the Steelers lean heavily on Le'Veon Bell like we were screaming at them to do against the Jaguars last week he turns it into another vintage Le'Veon game running all over the field and Antonio Brown, I mean, what more can you say about the guy? He just makes big plays in big moments. He's the best. Unbelievable. Adjustment on that play, dodges the hit, and then takes off. What a play. Another great man catch Monday candidate as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a big And like you said, Tom, should have been a pick probably. It probably should have been a pick. Ben Roethlisberger yeah. getting a little too much credit for that one. Much like Almost I said about the, the Rams, too, I think uh, a KC deserves a pass, too. You Absolutely. Know, the the Steelers had a good game plan against them. I think they really negated what they were looking to do. They they couldn't get Hunt going at all, and that really slowed them down. Steelers it's funny now, that Hunt not get going is still 100 yeah, hundred total yards. yards. Right. Yeah. It was but just, like, really, it was his, yeah. it was his first, slowest game. Yet. Yeah. First player ever to start his career with six consecutive 100 yard scrimmage games. Hashtag stats. Yeah, Zeke had uh, what fifteen in a row though, but he just didn't get it in week one. Right. Oh wow, that stinks. Yeah. So that's so lame. <laughs> wow. He, he scored a touchdown week one last year though. So yeah. yeah. All right. Well, anyway, um, Chargers Raiders Melvin Gordon entering that he's he's threatening to be the RB one this season right now with the back to back thirty point performances that he's had. His usefulness in the passing game is is 
worth its weight in gold here. Yeah. I think um, in the past he was kind of bogged down by our boy Danny Woodhead. Brandon Oliver was trying to assume that role as well, but it seems like Melvin Ingram can do both, and it seems like they're comfortable with him doing both. Yeah, and it seems like we're well past that potential injury scare. Yeah, he looks he looks great. Just rumbling. Yeah, he looks he looks so good, and I agree. And I think that he might have the best fantasy outlook of any running back going forward, including your Le'Veon Bell's and you know Ezekiel Elliott's and, And and players like that. He's about to get his second matchup with the Broncos out of the way. After the Broncos' run defense kind of got exposed a little bit by Orleans Darkwa, I think we can all agree that Melvin Gordon's a little bit more talented than Darkwa, so it's going to be an interesting matchup for him. And then he gets, I think, two two Raiders game or another Raiders game going forward. And the other thing too, which is interesting, is his rush yards and pass yards the last two weeks have been almost equal. Yeah, they're which is us- really cool. They're using him equally out of the backfield to run the ball as well as yep. catch the ball. Um, for the Raiders, you know, they they really need Carr to be 100% or or their offense is, is just going to struggle. I think that, you know, Crabtree's just a stud, so he'll be okay, but they, they need Carr to 100% or, or that whole offense is not going to work. And they get well. the Chiefs on, on, and on short rest um, for the next week, which is going to be tough. Cooper, very benchable still. Oh, always, yeah. Until further notice, I think, for him. Um, Giants-Broncos pretty much went the way we expected it, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah Simeon like threw for up. 376 yards, believe it or not. I mean, it, like, I heard that stat at the end of the game, and I was like, wait, what? I was like, yeah, was DT I watching the same monster game? game. He D- did. DT the unclampable. Yeah, yeah, I guess uh, not. The Jackrabbit did get a strip out of his hands, which yeah. was a big play, but that was all he could do in his effort to stop Demarius Thomas, who was everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Despite being a little hobbled himself, um, he was looking, you know, not so perfectly healthy, but he went wild. It was vintage yeah. DT as far as I'm concerned. And you got to give him the peppering because when you do, that's the game you get out of yeah, him. He doesn't yeah. let you down. And now they're going to really funnel the ball to him because Emmanuel and, Sanders yeah. went down. And it's worth noting that it seems like a sprain and he's ruled out for the next week already. Right. Wow. But that it sticks. looked worse. It really yeah. did. I thought this was Odell Beckham injury 2.0. Yeah. Um, especially the way he was reacting. Not, you know, that he was crying like Odell, but it seemed like the pain was severe. <laughs> he made no that. effort to stand up on his own. No. And even when they were loading him onto the cart, like just a, just a, a slight movement, he was, uh, he was Wincing. agonizing. Yeah. So yeah. I felt really bad for him. My heart goes out to him. Hope he, uh, he, he's back on the field soon. Yeah. All right, we got Colts Titans tonight. Hopefully, if your uh, if your matchup comes down to it, uh, whatever you need, you get. I need uh, Frank Gore to outscore Demarco Murray. I'm not look. I'm not too hopeful about that. I need but, Vinatieri uh, more than I need Marlon Mack. Okay, Rashard Matthews, baby, come on. All right, five catches, fifty one yards, and a touchdown. That's All right, it. that's it. Well, you'll be hearing this Tuesday morning, so you'll know if Scott got it, and uh, <laughs> you'll be able to hit him up on Twitter at WagsFF. Let them know how he did. Tom's at Hillier FF. I'm at Why So Serious. You can hit up the show at any time at Rutz FF. We will be back on Thursday. And we'll with be our... back next Monday with another celeb. Oh, this yes. This is a celebless Monday. Yeah. Which stinks because I was we were getting into a nice groove. I was enjoying talking to our, our friends in the but internet. But we had a lot league. to talk about. We did have a lot to talk yeah. about, especially after the Rodgers injury. Uh, get well soon, Aaron Rodgers. It's just a better league with him in it. And, you know, I don't want to see him in street clothes. I hope he doesn't even, like, show up on the sidelines. But anyway, we will see you on he's Thursday. He's totally going to. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely going to. He's going to be, like, calling plays after a while. Um, we will see you next Thursday. We will see you on Thursday. 
Enjoy the uh, enjoy the waiver wire period, and we'll talk to you then. Until then, keep scoring. Yeah,